The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelow. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour, a radio show and podcast for those considering in the middle of and moving forward from divorce. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. It's officially just past the dog days of summer. What does that mean anyhow? (laughs) But stay tuned. I'll fill you in. I had to look it up. And it's also back to school time. Families are running to and fro and trying to adjust to the changes of the season Now throw in changes to that family like divorce and ensuing co-parenting or blended family issues. It can be overwhelming to say the least and give way to stress, tension, and conflict. But it doesn't have to be that way. Today we will be talking about how to mindfully navigate life and the stress of it no matter what we may be going through. And here to help me do that today is Jenny Remington. Jenny is a fellow ICF, International Coach Federation coach, and she works with people who want to fully live their lives. In fact, on her website, it says this, and I quote, I believe that living a full life requires us to take care of ourselves so we can be a loving, present, compassionate resource for all the amazing people passions and projects in our lives. Drawing upon Jenny's work as a coach and her experiences, we will talk about just that today, living fully despite what has happened or is happening in our lives. Uh, Before we dive into that conversation, I must, as I always do, quickly remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice And we certainly aren't here to coach you to get a divorce, although the show is called the Divorce Coaching Hour. We will not be coaching you today, but rather providing you insight and information, education, and also encouragement. And by doing so, our goal is to help you make better decisions through and beyond the divorce process. Ultimately, what we are here to do is help you to look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open and based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where that journey may lead. And now, Jenny, hello and welcome. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm uh, so glad that you're here. It's been a little bit um just a minute or two trying to get you here uh, on the and, and not because of your schedule, just life things that happened, which we're going to be talking about today. 
And so I'm really excited we're finally here to this point. Tell us a little bit about you and your practice to start off with, please. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, thanks for that that warm welcome. Um, I am a career growth and self-care coach. And basically what that means is I help people on both their professional growth and their personal growth. And um, self-care has become central to how I take care of myself and thrive in my business. And I love working with people to make sure that no matter what's going on for them, what their goals are, that self-care and how they're showing up for themselves is, is front and center. Yeah. Um, amen to that. It's so fulfilling, isn't it? It is. It is. And it, and I came by it naturally, right? So I wasn't taking excellent care of myself as a new coach. And I kept wondering why things were so hard. When I got really honest with myself, I realized that if I'm not taking excellent care of myself, then I can't be the mother, the business owner, the coach, the person I want to be. Yeah, you know, that's so true. And I wrote down the word honesty, and I want to come back to that. But what I got mm-hmm. the image of was, you know, people might be familiar with this, is that whole idea of the bucket. And if the bucket is empty, you can't pour anything out. Um, but sometimes going back to that honesty component is we kind of want to tell a story because the world doesn't want our bucket to be empty now, does it? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I can, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate, like you can't pour from an empty bucket, but you sure as heck can keep going with a cracked bucket or a broken bucket or a depleted bucket. How many of us walk around feeling depleted and just keep pouring, pouring ourselves out? And I think that that's partly why self-care resonates with so many people. And, you know, when talking about wanting to live mindfully, that's, it's it's because we're told to do, you know, take care of ourselves, but we don't always know what that means. So true. And I want to get into that self-care idea. But before we do that, as so mm-hmm. you and I met through an ICF, I'm calling it a re-credentialing program, and uh, we connected um, through this program and we've stayed in touch And when we last spoke, you told me about something that you did um, in the back-to-school season um, that might seem, um, well, let's just call it, it's just a very interesting thing that you do. And when you you told me about it, I'm leading up to it, everybody's like, what did she do? (laughs) I I thought, okay, wait a second, what do you do here? Let's talk about that. You've got to be on the show and talk to me about that. So... Let's go ahead and, you know, break the silence here. Uh, go ahead and tell the listeners, what is it that you do that's um, that I found interesting, Jenny? Yeah, yeah. So I have a back-to-school tradition that has absolutely nothing to do with my kids. Um, on the very last day of school, I send out an invite to all of my girlfriends, um, most my friends that have school-age kids, And I plan a back-to-school party for all of us um, over the years. I started it when my youngest was in kindergarten, so it's been seven years. Um, We did pause during the pandemic, but I still had a party for myself. I just didn't socially distance from everyone else. But I do this to, um, to really bring people together 
to meet my own needs. I mean, some of my needs are being in community. I love to host. I love to be around other women. And I found myself um, really isolated at certain times in my parenting journey. And so I decided that mama needed a play date. So um, when, when you talked about the schedule being tough, I, one of the things I told you is, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't meet with you on that day because I've got my, my mom's date. That's right. <laughs> so that's that's exactly what happened. about it. And there were about, this year there were about 20 women, and um, it was just such a good time to be in community. Um, we, we ate together. We talked a little about our children, a little about, you know, what we do professionally. But it was mostly just an opportunity to connect to be in water, we um, spent the day just enjoying ourselves, and it it absolutely filled up my cup. and um, And I have friends that um, take the day off with me every year, and so um, it's just been a really lovely tradition. And it's just one of the examples of how I I take care of myself in this really stressful, otherwise stressful time of the year. Yeah, and. You know, I just so love that. And there's so much, my mind is going all over the place as to what to talk about. But, you know, keeping us on the path of the idea here about mindfully navigating divorce. Obviously, um, uh, your party doesn't, you didn't throw this for divorcees. You threw this ultimately, as you said, for yourself. And one of the things that um, I wanted to bring about was that, um, that requires uh, kind of knowing what's going on within ourselves in the midst of this back-to-school season and, and, and just to tie back to the intro, the dog days of summer. By the way, just a quick aside, folks. The dog days of summer, I said stay tuned. I'll tell you what that is. I had to look it up. It's actually, it was related to the stars in ancient times, and it's it's... Um, if I remember correctly, it's uh, July 11th through August 11th. So we've just passed it, um, uh, but it's been super hot. And you throw in the back to school, you throw in um, of those 20 women, perhaps some were in the midst of divorce, Jenny. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you had to be in touch with your own needs, didn't you, to be able to bring that about? Absolutely. And I've found over the years that when I'm stressed and overwhelmed, I can't gather with my friends. It, it just feels feels like too much. And so over the years, I've decided to, as I've, I've paid attention to what helps me fill my cup, um, it's, it's asking for help. And so sometimes that means I've, I've asked other people to host the party or I've asked um, my family to help me get ready for it. But over the years, I've really had to pay attention to what are my needs and how do I get those needs met? Yeah, and that's a key thing is paying attention. And Mm -hmm. when we are in that stress, that overwhelm, that busyness, um, we are not present. And so I'm thinking, Jenny, what we're really talking about here in this show and as we will continue on in the next segment is talking about a skill that we are going to learn and develop. Would that be an accurate statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what I like people to hear from that is um, 
you know, you don't just snap your fingers and all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to be mindful, <laughs> right? Through the stress and strain of back to school and the dog days of summer and divorce. But it's learning from others who perhaps have gone before you, who have helped them navigate a challenging time. Like uh, it's learning what worked for you one time um, and doing it again. Um, and and so, folks, here what we're talking about here, and really wanting you to know in this show, is that um, there are seasons of the year. There are seasons of your life, back to school, holidays, if you're a parent, all of that. Then there are seasons that you go through life changes like divorce. What we want you to hear is that you can get through them. You can get through them mindfully. And we're going to talk more about that as we come into the second segment. Stay with us. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Divorce Coaching Hour, and I'm Christy Mindelo, your host, and we're here with Jenny Remington, a fellow International Coach Federation, ICF coach. Jenny and I met as we were, as I'm calling it, it may not be exactly the proper term, but re-credentialing. When you were an ICF coach, the gold standard, as they say, in coaching, um, every three years, you have to go through a pretty intense um 
classroom setting, practicum setting, uh, and um, submitting coaching sessions so that uh, they know that when we carry a designation through the ICF, we're upholding the competencies of a coach. Then for me specifically, I'm designated as a divorce coach, so that's a specialty. But what you've got here today is two ICF coaches, and I'm so happy that ICF brought Jenny and myself together. And Jenny's focus is really around um, self-care. And what we were talking about in the first segment was um, ultimately self-care. We spoke to self-care specifically and I wanted to come back in and address um, what, well, at least maybe what I think people may think uh, self-care is. Sometimes I think people might hear those words and think it's selfish that you're kind of sitting on the couch eating bonbons and doing everything, the me, 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 I, I, I world. But in fact, what we were talking about in the first segment was a bucket And if your bucket is empty, you can't pour anything out. Uh, That's a a fact, right? But then Jenny brought up the idea that that bucket could be cracked. And by the way, folks, when we're talking about the bucket, the bucket is us. Um, But we can carry that bucket around being cracked and depleted. And we're not being able to be present and give to others what um, we need to give them. And where, how does this all tie? When we're depleted in the back-to-school season, which is we're taping the show in August of 2023 right now, and that's the back-to-school season, but then throw in divorce. And oh my goodness, not only could your bucket be empty, it could be cracked, it could be broken, and certainly depleted. So Jenny, talk to us a little bit more, maybe uh, maybe I'm going to say the myths of self-care, maybe the the thinking that may not be exactly right. Uh, share with us about that, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, self-care is a word that gets overused in our culture and therefore seems to have lost some of its meaning. Um, I define self-care a little bit differently than maybe you've heard it before, but I define it as the intentional actions we do and the attitudes. So it's actions and attitudes Mm. we hold to live our best life and support our well-being. And so that's a long way of saying, I mean, every one of those words means something really important, but basically I'm saying self-care is intentionally meeting your own needs. Right. Like if someone's a parent, they know how to meet the needs of their of their children. Right? But we don't always pay attention to what our needs are and how to to get those needs met. So I encourage my clients to look at self-care holistically, which for me, this means nourishment for your heart, your body, your mind and absolutely your spirit. And there are parts there's. Sometimes self-care can feel like, um, for someone that might be a pedicure, you know, we might think of that as more, um, that might be something people automatically comes to their mind. Well, like, sometimes I'll ask in a, in a workshop, like, Who, who's practiced self-care? And they'll say, oh, I got my toenails painted. Okay, that might be self-care in that moment. But for someone else, self-care might be quiet time um, in meditation, um, in prayer, Right. And so it's really about what um, responding to what you're what you need in this moment. That is self-care. And it's also personal and unique, just like every every person's situation, their belief system, their history. 
their physical well-being in that moment. All of this shifts throughout our lives and, and really shifts, as you've, you've pointed out, um, really shifts at a time of great transition, like whether we're talking about the season of back to school or the season of life um, that some of your listeners may be in um, contemplating or going through a divorce. Yeah, so this and means that self-care will look really different at different stages of your life. So true. So, um, the needs will change. And so self-care has to be, res- our, our self-care is um, best when it's responsive to those needs. Yeah, I highlighted that word. Interestingly enough, I was listening to it, um, EQ, folks, if you don't know what EQ is, but it, that's... Uh, emotional intelligence, kind of like IQ, but EQ. And there's a whole body of work on that. And if you don't know about that, you might want to look into it because it really um, ties very much to self-care. And one of the things that it reminded me as I was listening to this podcast about it um, was something that I often say is uh, respond, don't react. But Mm -hmm. if we don't pause and intentionally assess where we are and back to what you said, um, Jenny, intentional actions and attitudes. So pausing and thinking about our actions and attitude, then we are often in the reactive place, um, would not then equate to high emotional intelligence. But when we're thrown in to divorce and to, as you said, the stress and overwhelm that we can be in, Jenny, uh, with back to school, we oftentimes are, aren't in this responsive place. So I'm wondering, what can we do to get us to this place where we can, in fact, be intentional about our actions and attitudes, Jenny? Yeah, that's a, a great point because um, being intentional requires, you use the word pause. Um, I, I think that's a, a great word because it doesn't, doesn't say you have to do anything huge. Just a moment is enough to just pause and say, what do I need now? Mm, what and, a great question. And I, and I ask that question of my, my clients, uh, my self-care clients, all when, you know, they're kind of spinning, they're in overwhelm and they're in their head about a problem or, or something that's happening at work or something that's happening in their family life. Um, we'll just slow down and ask, what do you need now? And sometimes they'll say, I need a nap or I need a good cry or I need to just get organized. And that moment of clarity is, is the gateway to self-care because it's self-care can feel really shallow if it doesn't connect to a meaning. Like I gave the example of painting, paint, getting a pedicure and painting your toes. For some people that might feel really loving to take excellent care of their physical body. And for someone else, it's just maintenance. And so I would say that those kind of things are what I would bring to the, the conversation is clarity about what I need now and responding to that need is, is kind of the, the, where we're going with this. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things, um, again, mind is going in many directions, but I'll just touch on that word clarity because the work I do with people who come to me and they're like, okay, I'm considering divorce or I'm in the midst of it or I'm going through it and I just can't seem to move forward from it. What I do is work with them around the realities of their situation, which means what? get clear. And because oftentimes those realities are 
uh, future-based. They're, they're not the reality of what's really happened. It's just a perspective of what we have. And so that clarity with what I heard you say there is that moment, that gateway to self-care. And I have to go back, though, now. The other thing I was thinking about is the pedicure. And in fact, you spoke to two things where I get kind of conflicted around the pedicure. Um, I have a very busy life. I have a very full life. I'm very blessed with it all. Um, I have the role, first and foremost, as a daughter of Christ. I have the role, secondarily, as a wife in a biblical marriage, and those are in order. And then my family comes together next. Um, uh, And then we have a ministry. And I do most of the the behind-the-scenes organization marketing promotion of the ministry. Um, My husband and I have another radio show called Courageous Christianity. And then I have my practice the divorce uh, as a, a Christian divorce coaching practice and then the divorce coaching hour, which is another radio show that you're listening to right now, right? And I and um, I try to stay fit. I love to run. I'm back to running and working out. And one of the things that I do is once a month, I go have a manicure and pedicure, but part of it is maintenance, as you said. And so there will be times, Jenny, where I say to my husband, and I don't know if this is coming from a guilt place. I don't, it could be maybe something I want to get clear about, but I'll say, you know, this isn't necessarily a, like a fun, relaxing thing for me to go get my nails done or go get my hair done. It's a part of maintenance of who I feel like I need to be and want to be, most importantly, as I present myself to the world. I feel better when my cuticles are (laughs) taken (laughs) care of, right? And um, I just feel cleaner and put together. So then there's that side of it. But I also go there and um, kind of veg out. They oftentimes have like HGTV on and I don't take the time just to sit down at home and watch shows like that. They don't have the sound on. I'm just reading the captions. But I kind of, um, Calgon, take me away for two hours. I regroup. But that's something I reserve for me, myself. But even I, working in the coaching world, I'm conflicted. Is this maintenance or is this, you know, a a respite, if you will? So, Coach Jenny, what do you say about that? (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, it's interesting that you brought up guilt because um, a lot of people resist self-care because of guilt, um, feelings of, well, should I be doing this? And, um, you know, whether we're talking about self-care as or, or actions, I won't call it self-care because we're trying to figure it out, but whether we're talking about actions as maintenance um, or, you know, another thing I'll add to this conversation is sometimes people feel guilty about in just enjoying themselves, pleasure. And I say there's, there should be both in your life. We've got to maintain the bucket, the vessel that we are. We have to do certain things, and some of them are going to be pleasurable and some of them not. Um, what I would say is, I, and, and everyone gets to define it for themselves, but self-care is just the responsive approach to meeting your needs. And so maintenance maybe is in one one category and things that are just sheerly pleasurable is in another category. Um, but self-care is asking, pausing, reflecting, what is it that I need now? And, and so I would say there's plenty of space in our lives for, for all of it, for, for the maintenance, 
for enjoying ourselves, just vegging out. Sometimes that might be exactly what your, your, your heart needs is just a moment of peace with all of the many, many things you're carrying. And so a respite might only come in the chair when you're getting, um, getting taken care of. Right. And so I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong or, um, uh, anything to do differently. If, if anything, if you'd like to make it self care, I actually have a couple ideas I could throw at you. Well, and we will. And when we come back into the third segment, we're going to get into the how of all this and uh, talk more about, um, you know, how to take care of yourself so that you are responsive so that as you are moving through a challenging time of life, you can give to others, including yourself. Stay tuned and uh, you'll find out how. Here's today's two-minute tip. And today, instead of a tip, it's a prayer. Please join me. Heavenly Father, in this season of change and transition, we humbly bring our burdens to you. We find ourselves at a crossroads between back-to-school preparations and the challenges of divorce, seeking your guidance and strength to navigate with grace and mindfulness. As our children return to school, we acknowledge the weight of adjustments and uncertainties they carry. We ask for your presence as they step into new classrooms, meet unfamiliar teachers, and form new friendships. Grant them courage to embrace change with resilience and purpose, finding solace in your unwavering love amidst shifting circumstances. Having experienced divorce, we understand the added intricacies this brings to the back-to-school period. We recognize the emotional turbulence of co-parenting, scheduling, and the complex emotions that accompany this chapter. Amidst our challenges, we pray for your wisdom to communicate compassionately, prioritize our children's needs, and seek understanding amidst our own pain. During this time, may your mercy and grace surround us. Strengthen our patience, grant us forgiveness, and help us release bitterness that could hinder our family's well-being. Remind us that your love is an unwavering anchor, steadfast through life storms. We lift our children to you, dear God, as they embark on a new school year. Shield them from confusion, fear, and loneliness stemming from shifting family dynamics. Pour your comfort upon them, reassuring them of your enduring love. Grant us the grace to embody your compassion and kindness, both to each other and to our children. May our actions leave a positive impact on our family's journey as we extend your love to all we encounter. Amidst the back-to-school rush and complexities of divorce, we cling to your promises. You are the healer of wounds, the source of comfort, and the guide through trials. May your peace fill our hearts, and may your wisdom illuminate our path. In your Son's precious and holy name, we pray. Amen. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're talking about self-care today. And hi, I'm your host, Christy Mindelo, and I am here with Jenny Remington. And Jenny is a fellow coach, and her focus is um, ultimately on self-care and helping people uh, understand that self-care is intentional, uh, intentional around your actions and your attitude in order to live your best life 
and support your own needs. And oftentimes we think self-care is selfish. And so we're kind of busting those myths here today so that you can learn some, um, maybe shift some of your thinking around it and then learn some tips and tools that can help you not only navigate divorce mindfully, but also the seasons of life as you go through divorce, like back to school. I know that's a lot, but hopefully you're going to get some great practical tips and tools out of it. And as we were moving to the third segment, um, Jenny brilliantly led us to the how. And so, Jenny, let me turn it over to you. How do we practice self-care? Absolutely. Well, so self-care is not I care about myself instead of caring for others or my or doing what I need to do. It's not that I care more about myself than others. It's really that I care about myself also. So if you can start with that belief system, if you can insert that into your belief system that I care about myself too, I matter as well. Then when that question that I offered up in in the last segment, what do I need? Can, can land a little more softly. So when you're asking yourself what you need, it could be a nap. It could, like your example, Christy, that you gave, gave us, it could be that you needed to, a moment to pause your brain and let someone else take care of you for a few moments. Oh, that's so true. You hit the nail on the head. Because <laughs> this go. brain goes so, a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, you know, while some, if someone tells me, you know, one of my clients says, oh, yeah, I don't practice self-care. I just kind of veg and let Netflix, you know, queue up the next, next show. Then, I mean, uh, on the surface, okay, we could, you could argue that self-care or not. That's not really for me to decide. What I'd be curious about is, okay, what is it that you need? Mm-hmm. What are you either walking away from, like I'm walking away from, a, you know, a really busy day and just want to pause my brain? Um, what are you walking towards? I'm trying to, to rest and settle my nervous system. And those questions give us information on how to practice self-care. And so I never tell, you know, I don't write a prescription like, okay, your self-care is to turn off Netflix and, you know, go for a run. It's, it's not like that. It's really the action of the person reflecting on, okay, what is it that I am doing and what need am I trying to meet? And um, so it could be that you, you need help with something. And so it could be that you are, you know, kind of overdoing it and over-functioning in your life. And so self-care might be letting a few things drop. Self-care might be asking for help. Um, Self-care might be sitting down with a a thinking partner and making a plan for what comes next. And if, if the mindset is I'm getting my needs met because I care about myself, then I'd absolutely put my self-care stamp of approval on that. I think that's exactly where we're going. Love it. Uh, And a, Again, a couple things came up. And first, um, folks, just a distinction here when uh, Jenny said that she's not going to give you a a prescription. Uh, One of the things that people don't understand about coaching is that we don't give advice. Um, Mm -hmm. We help lead people to clarity. um, uh, And so it is unique in finding what they need. It truly is that. and I'll, I, I've done shows on what coaching is, and I'll do coaching shows on what coaching is again. So you may want to look for that, but just understand that. And she very aptly 
distinguished that. The other thing really came up there, um, uh, Jenny, so you use the words, what are you walking away from or walking towards in what you're choosing to do um, to meet those needs, whether you know them or not? This There's self-care, but then there's numbing. Right. So what's the where's that fine line between making um, an intentional choice, taking intentional actions to take a break and go get your nails done and kind of veg out and watch HGTV or sit and watch hours and hours and hours of Netflix? Right. It's a great question, because in, you know, kind of the the subtext under the word numbing is that it is a bad thing. Like we shouldn't numb ourselves to our experience. And I and I can say that in general, I, I agree with that. But what I'll also say is, you know, self-care and, and really just kind of being human is such a unique experience that there are times where someone will need to pause and whether it's intentional or not, will need to just regroup. And so, if someone comes to me and says, like, I'm not, I, I want to be doing more with her, my life and I just can't stop, you know, the Netflix example, then they're ready to move forward. Um, but sometimes, and, and especially I'm, I'm sure that all of us who've been through really difficult transitions, whether that's grief um, or, or other kinds of loss, there is a moment of pause that is, that is right and necessary, and that might be self-care. And so, um, again, we the the person gets to decide. And so, um, I don't know. Did that did that answer your question, or I probably sparked a few more? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did, and we could continue on and on and on with the conversations. But I really think um, what's very important to hear is that we are all humans in a human experience. And Mm -hmm. life, nobody ever promised that life was going to be easy and there will be times that we need to regroup and oftentimes we just need permission. And so I think if we wanted to bring anything about their uh, um, friends who are listening is that it it is okay to take a pause. It is okay okay to take a moment. Most importantly, though, being... um, aware of your situation, but where, where I want to go to ultimately, um, as we begin to kind of tie up the how of self-care and moving us into our fourth segment, Jenny, is how does this all tie to fully living our lives, no matter what we've been going through or have gone through? Right. And, and when we're living, um, from a deficit, it sometimes feels like we can't ever catch up. So, I mean, there's the phrase, life is messy, and and it sure is. So during these stressful times, it's really hard to, to take care. And so, you know, take care of ourselves. And so I often will encourage people to just start small and, and really maybe even look at something that they do automatically every single day and, and look at it from the moment of that quiet respite that you, that you mentioned or the numbing that we, we've ta- touched on is what are the ways in which you can meet your needs in a very small way? And so, Christy, is there something that you do every day without thinking about it? Uh, yeah, actually, and, and it, it now has become kind of a, um, I guess you would call it a habit, 
um, it was intentional mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, so I have the Bible uh, app, U version, on my phone, and I kind of have myself trained that the moment I wake up, um, I go to uh, not necessarily the moment, but one of the first things I'm I'm doing is uh, going to the verse of the day because that's what I want to feed my mind with. Now I know there's going to be some people that are like. Don't look at your phone first thing in the day. But I'm not going to look at, I don't look at email. I don't look at Facebook. I don't look at any of that. I just go straight to that Bible verse of the day. Excellent. That's a great example. And and I have one that I do first thing in the morning. Um, several years ago before self-care became a regular part of my life, I um, told myself uh, the lie. And anybody who would listen, oh, I can't take, I don't have time. I don't have time. Mm. I just had kept saying that I didn't have time. And so one day I decided to uh, make the morning, I have a glass of water, a tall glass of water before I have coffee. It mm-hmm. became a habit. I don't mm-hmm. think it, didn't think about it anymore. But I decided one particular day, I said to myself, this is self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is me nourishing my body. This is me taking care of myself. And I started just noticing the acts that could be care if I brought more intention and more love to them. Like you checking in with your, your Bible verse or me taking, taking a sip of water, just bringing intentionality. That is a really great way to bring in self-care where we feel really busy. We're, we're at a deficit. We don't feel like we have time. Look for those ways in your life where you you're already doing something. It might be walking the dog. It might be stretching right before you get out of bed. Um, Those kinds of actions can really help shift and build self-trust that I can take care of myself. I can practice loving self-care. Yeah. All these wonderful words, shift, build, grow, and, and, walk through this challenging time and, and growing through the process, folks. And I hope you're just getting so much I am uh, in this in this episode. Um, and when we come back into segment four, you're going to find out how to reach Jenny if you want to reach out to her. Uh, I know she has a lot that she can offer you. So come on back and you will find out how to reach Jenny Remington. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, 
Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. The Divorce Coaching Hour. Thanks for coming back and joining us for the fourth segment here. We've had a wonderful discussion so far with fellow coach, fellow ICF coach, Jenny Remington. And we've been talking about mindfully navigating divorce. Ultimately, we've been talking about mindfully navigating life and how self-care is a huge part of that. It's not a selfish thing that we're doing. In fact, it's actually Uh, one of the most caring things we can do for other people, what comes to mind, and you've probably heard this, I know it's a little bit trite, but on the airplane, what do they tell you? Put the oxygen mask on first. You can't help anyone else if you are depleted of oxygen. It's And it becomes very clear when when you're talking about um, a plane incident. With that said, uh, Jenny, thank you so much for all that you've shared with us so far. How do listeners find out more about you? Well, thank you. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning, I'm a career growth and self-care coach, and they can find me at JennyRemington.com. And that's Remington, R-E-M-I-N-G-T-O-N, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Jenny and J-E-N-N-Y as well. <laughs> we yes. Yes. Make sure you, you got that. I know I have a name, Christy, that can spell be spelled many different ways. And I just tell people I'm plain old Christy. So with that said, um, I just want to touch on very quickly when you say career coach um, and um, say that again for me, career coach and career growth coach and a self-care coach. I got to imagine career growth and self-care definitely go together. They do. They do. And it's funny because I, I resisted, like I told you at the, the beginning, I've really resisted self-care for a long time, but I saw um, in a lot of my clients that were trying to make big moves in their careers and what I was trying to do in my own business, um, I was ignoring myself in the process. And um, so I have really, anytime I meet a new client, they often have a, a big goal that they're going for. Um, you know, I want to get this promotion or I want to um, step into more leadership. I want to, I'm now managing a team and Often, what they the, their blind spot is how they are caring for themselves and um, and nurturing their own values and their their goals and their dreams, their vision for themselves. And so that's how I came to tie those two together. Is um, it's I see each of us as a whole person. You know, we're not just our 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 career self and our at home self. And, um, and that resonates with a lot of people, people, you know, really respond well when we're talking about a stressful situation. And, you know, one of my, my questions might be like, how are you feeling in your body? Like, how are you feeling? You know, what are, what ways are you taking care of yourself right now? And I find that they are able to get to, to move more quickly. And this is one of the gifts of working with a coach 
is they aren't just walking this path on their own. They're looking at it from how, how can I go through this, this difficult time? Um, like the clients who are coming to you, uh, looking at their um, potential for exploring a divorce. Um, being with a coach helps you go a little bit faster. And sometimes it's with a lot more care and intention. And so that's how um, I tied together self-care, how that came to be for um, for me that starting out as a career coach and really realizing that if I want to help people move forward in all aspects of their life, I, I can't let this um, continue to be a blind spot for other people as well. Yeah, what comes to mind is if we're just listening to the so-called world, uh, what we're talking about here might be uh, sound or feel like very counterintuitive. For example, you mentioned something about how are you feeling in your body and somebody comes to you for career growth coaching um, and you ask them that question, some, you know, um, some people might be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Same thing with divorce. You know, wait a mm-hmm. second, let me just check in with you because we're coming from a curious mindset. So what does uh, looking at the body and how we're feeling within the body have to do with um, mindfully navigating stress? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I'll give you an example of one of my clients who is a CEO of a tech company here in Austin. And he was completely bought into this this concept of if I want to go further in my career, in my executive life, I also need to tend to myself as a whole human. And so when I went through that, um, the exercise of what do I need now with him, um, he realized that going on walks was something that he used to do all the time. And it was how he cleared his head, how he got to think more clearly. And so we found that the shortest way for him to reduce his stress was a 30-minute walk. He, he worked downtown Austin, in downtown Austin. A 30-minute walk did more for him than any, you know, session at the whiteboard or, you know, more sleep, more anything. He found that that was the quickest way for him to recharge his batteries, uh, think more clearly, and he came back from that walk refreshed. And so, you know, it's just a great example of how stressful times might not always um, it might not always be, you know, might be a little counterintuitive on how to respond to our stress. Yeah, uh, and 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 quite mindful. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Which is what we're talking about here today. Uh, so, Jenny, what else would you want listeners to know about all that we've talked about, from mindfully navigating the challenges and stress of life to self care? Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a a wish to remind everyone that you are on your own timeline. What mindfully living means to you today will look really different in one or five years. So practicing self-care and self-compassion will help you navigate this time and it will help you in the future as well. I love that you're bringing in the future because that is um, something that we really work with people in divorce um, is to to think about not only today, but five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Because when you are going back to a couple segments ago, when you're in that re- reactive mode, you don't take that pause and 
um, respond to the situation. You are not being mindful. You are reacting. And when we react, we oftentimes don't make the best decisions. When we're in that responsive place, when our bucket's filled up, uh, not cracked, not depleted, we then can look forward to the future. So, Jenny, we are coming down to the last about two minutes of the show. Um, What else would you want to offer our listeners? Absolutely. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I love, I hope it's come through loud and clear. I love talking about self-care and coaching. And I hope your listeners have taken away a few gems from this conversation to help them navigate stress and step into the next phase of their life with confidence and love and, and being responsive to themselves. I would love to offer a free discovery coaching session with any of your listeners, and they can find that at uh, JennyRemington.com. And that's something that is, is a great way to experience not only what, what you've been talking about, Christy, of what what is coaching, but to have someone, a, a thinking partner, um, on what would help me, what would feel like self-care for me right now. So I'd love to, to offer that to any of your listeners that feel inspired by this conversation. And I love that you're offering that, folks, and you might be wondering, okay, here's a coach with a radio show, and there's another coach offering something. We have, there's plenty of needs to go around, and the main thing we want you as coaches to, is to get the the right help, the right support when you need it most. And um, I'm very careful to bring on just solid, wonderful people and coaches onto the show, and so I wholeheartedly encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity and to explore um, uh, how self-care can help you. And folks, that's one of my goals as a divorce coach is to help you with your thinking specifically about divorce. Jenny can help you with your thinking around self-care and career growth. So Jenny, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And friends, I'm so grateful you've been with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. So please remember to share it. There are more than an estimated 1 million divorces worldwide per year. And that doesn't even include those affected by divorce. So please help them by sharing this show. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelow. And I can't wait to be here with you each and every week, Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, or by podcast, wherever you listen. God bless.